Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Lowry searching. Looking, looking. Brian Struess back to Lowry. There it is. Three pointer. Won't go. Rebound. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel, all broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a fun-filled show as we've been talking a lot of baseball, a lot of uh, NBA with the finals and how that uh, officially came to an end as the Denver Nuggets are your NBA champions. But we also know that... Football is uh, always ongoing. There's never an off-season when it comes to football, especially college football. And a guy that we haven't had on the show in a little bit, but it's always a joy to have him on, is Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast, because he's been doing a little previewing of a bunch of different teams that is in the SEC, and Arkansas is one of them. And I think Razorback fans, I'm not saying that they're not excited for the football season, but they're definitely in a position to where it's a wait-and-see mode. It could be great. But no reason to believe that it's going to be great just yet. There's a lot of newness, a lot of different things to try to work through. So let's go ahead and talk about it as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. And Mike, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, doing great, John and Joe. Thanks for having me and uh, eager to talk some college football. Like you said, it's, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, it will be. It will be. And I know that... Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the SEC and a lot of teams that have expectations. you got new coaches, you got new players, new quarterbacks, a lot of newness going on. But starting with the Razorbacks, and I know you uh, went through your preview and everything, just what what do you make of them? Because I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on this and may sound wishy-washy, but I'm like, I could see them going, you know, 6-6 six and six again. I, I could see it happening. I could see it being just another average year. But I could also see them like going like 8-4 or 9-3 or and three, just because if things go right with the schedule and – getting these uh, new coordinators in. It could go really well. It, it's really tough to decide exactly which direction to go. So what direction are you going with Arkansas right now? Well, not to sound like a broken record job, but, uh, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, it certainly feels like the program is at a crossroads, and that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but um, just the way last season ended, and I think a true evaluation of a head coach and, Sam Pittman, obviously, not, overall, he's been outstanding. You know, we got to remember the, the program he inherited. But I think the true evaluation is not the coordinators he br- brings on the first time, because I thought they had the best pair of coordinators in the entire SEC, and that certainly propelled the Razorbacks the last couple of years. But the true test comes now when he has to replace those guys and that doesn't mean Dan Edos and Travis Williams are going to be bad hires, but it remains unknown if those are upgrades or not. Because I know Kendall Rouse not always the most popular in that state, but he overall did a very good job. So it, it's tough, John, in our previews, the way we kind of break it down. We try to look at it through, you know, a fan's perspective. And there's only, I got five games on Arkansas' schedule that I think you go into the season 
and you say those are wins. And then I've got five that are toss-ups and only two that I think are definite losses. So to your point, I mean, six and six all the way to possibly nine and three. I mean, anywhere in that range I think is realistic for the Razorbacks. Arkansas is back in a familiar spot on offense with a returning quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, running back, Rocket Sanders, but back to last year where they were with receivers. That's where the big unknown is, and they start there again this year. A lot of turnover with the receivers. How do you see the receiving core with Arkansas this year, what they've added? Yeah, again, I mean, they did it last year, though. I mean, they essentially had to do the same thing. They replaced more or less the entire receiving core, and they did it through transfers. So there's optimism that uh, they can do that again, but just because they did it last year, so obviously no guarantee that they'll do it again. But uh, I got faith in this staff to get that done. But um, the receivers, question mark, but I think an even bigger question mark is tight end, which kind of goes hand-in-hand with that. Um, I, I think tight ends is probably the weakest position group on the entire roster. Now, they did add some. They added a guy out of North Texas, Gums, who was prolific at that level. They added a couple of true freshmen that are already hearing good things about and and I believe uh, maybe the highest-rated high school prospect in the state of Arkansas who on the roster now, and he's the tight end as well. So there's talent there, but it's unproven talent. Um, once again, just going to have to be relying on these transfers, but it certainly helps that you got K.J. Jefferson who – in my mind, he's the best quarterback in the SEC. If you got the quarterback, that that means so much more than having established receivers, in my mind. Well, and the thing, too, Mike, is uh, we know that with Arkansas and with every team in the SEC, there's expectations. And, you know, Sam Pittman's entering into his fourth year. I don't feel like he's on the hot seat. I, I feel like if you're on the hot seat, it kind of means you're a do-or-die year. But just what do you make of his current job status and – What's something that he may have to do this year to to keep that going? Because you can't go from nine wins to seven wins to less than that and expect to be around. But I think also, you know, going to a bowl game, going to postseason, winning more games than you did the previous year is also a good start. But just what do you make of his current situation as a coach and maybe what he needs to do this season uh, to show that he's still the man for the job and still going in the right direction? Yeah, I think... Now, I don't know the validity to all the rumors out there, but certainly by the tail end of last season, there was a lot of discussion of uh, division in the locker room. I think things like that, we cannot have that for a consecutive season. And um, with so many players jumping into the portal, I think that validates some of those rumors. Again, not everything you hear is true. but And then both coordinators leaving, are they leaving because they don't believe in Sam Pittman, because they don't believe in the direction of Arkansas? I certainly don't think that's the case. And, and you certainly can't blame Barry Odom for taking a head coaching job. I mean, obviously any coach wants to be a head coach is going to do that. And then the Kendall Biles, I mean, that's well documented. He was a, uh, attaching himself to literally every coordinator position in the world. So it makes sense why Sam Pittman would want to move on. Uh, but I, I think just making sure that the culture is strong like it appeared to be two years ago, I think that is something that I'll be evaluating Sam Pittman on. And really last year it was disappointing, but the difference, John, was they were 2-4 and four in one-score ball games. And two years ago they were 2-2 two and two in one-score ball games. So we're just talking a very slim margin of error. They're not getting destroyed in these games, but if you really want to go out and prove that you are the man for the job. I think you got to – I don't know that you're going to accomplish that necessarily this season, but it's beating an LSU on the road. It's beating an Alabama, snapping that streak. That'll buy you so much goodwill. Uh, now, I don't think that's the only thing he's got to do, but, you know, if they win eight games next year, I think he'll have the full support of, of nearly the entire fan base. Uh, it it kind of goes back to what you're saying. We just can't, can't go six wins or less particularly after winning nine games a couple of years ago. Mike, you mentioned going into the season with about five guaranteed wins on the schedule, so that's assuming the four non-conference games, but when you go to that one conference game, which one are you looking at to say that that's a win for Arkansas? 
It would be Mississippi State at home October 21st. I think any reasonable Arkansas fan you expect to beat Mississippi State at home. So that's in, they got obviously a new uh, head coach, new offensive coordinator, a lot of change. Just not sure how good Mississippi State is going to be this fall. Uh, but multiple toss-ups, and that's the tricky part for Arkansas. I got A&M as a toss-up. I got at Ole Miss as a toss-up. At Florida as a toss-up. Auburn at home is a toss-up. And I hate to say it, but Missouri at home, also a toss-up. Now, I could be talking to Arkansas winning four of those games. I'm not sitting here saying they've got a no shot, but I, I think those are truly 50-50 games. And if you're going to catch Florida, this is the year to catch them. If you're going to catch them in the swamp late in the season after they probably get clobbered by Georgia, I mean, it could not line up any better for, for Arkansas when they're getting Florida. Um, I, I, they should beat Florida, but it, to me that's a toss-up because it is on the road. Speaking with Michael Bryan of that SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Mike, uh, I know that the SEC schedules reportedly are going to be released tomorrow for 2024 with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas and all of that. Uh, do you think that it'll be what's been reported for Arkansas being Missouri, Ole Miss, and Texas? Do you think that's the case? Or do you think that uh, maybe there'll be some other teams or maybe some other teams you'd like to see them have as they're one of their permanent opponents? Yeah, it's interesting. So we kind of went through this exercise uh, on my show about a week ago, and just based on what I'm hearing, I mean, I, I think they are going to try to keep it as balanced as they possibly can. And, and how they do that is they essentially, as I understand it, they're splitting the league into half, the top half and the bottom half. And they're basing that on the last 10 years in conference play, what your record is. So based on that method, Arkansas is a bottom half team and that's good news with this schedule because if that's truly the way they're going to do it they're going to give you five bottom tier teams and then three upper tiers so a more favorable schedule uh, I'm not sure that they're locking anybody in to to a three game model uh, the, the permanents that have all been rumored because I, as I understand it and this is not official by any means but I think they're only doing this for one year. So it's not like it's going to be these are your three you're going to get and, and this is permanent. They're still trying to figure all that out. Uh, but, again, this is just what I'm hearing. There's, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've talked to Paul Feinbaum about it. He says, I mean, the schedule's been made for a long time. So I don't know that there's there's much behind the scenes that they really have, have to do. I think they've, they've known the schedules for quite some time, and I think that's why they were so – quick to turn around and say, well, let's get some content out of this. Let's broadcast this thing on Wednesday night. So I, I'm pretty fascinated to see how it all plays out. That model also changes, though, Mike, when you're talking about an eight-game schedule, nine-game. So with an eight-game schedule, you can do the permanent opponent like they've always done, but if you go to nine at some point, that's when you can incorporate the three permanent opponents. Is that the case? Yeah, exactly. Now, again, I don't know when they're going to go tonight, or if they will, and, and I've you know I've had discussions with people with that as well, and it I, I've kind of been a nine game supporter, but I understand the eight, and it, it, either way the SEC wins, and if you stay at eight, you're prioritizing trying to get more teams into the college football playoff, which is something that seemingly most fans are obsessed with now. That's I'm not necessarily in that camp, but I understand it. I'm more about getting marquee rivalry games on the schedule so we can see Texas and Arkansas play every year. So we can see Texas, Texas A&M, on and on and on. I mean, there's so many great games that are going to be available to the SEC if they go to the nine games. That's why I favor it. But again, if Arkansas want to sit here and say, well, our goal is to go to the college football, the 12-team playoff every couple of years, and not just Arkansas, but all the SEC, it's much easier to do in an eight-game model. So I just, I'm just i not sure where the SEC is, is prioritizing those, but for me it's, it's more about the regular season matchups. I think that's why I love college football. That's what makes college football special in my mind, not the college football playoff. Well, Mike, I feel like some team or multiple teams, they're going to get screwed in this. Like There's going to be somebody that doesn't get a game 
that they want to play or, or wants to go forward. Because it's like you think about Texas. Texas, you know, they can't play Oklahoma, Arkansas, and A and M permanently every single year because they probably don't want that. Or Alabama, they don't want to play Tennessee and LSU and Auburn every single year. So it feels like one of these games, one of these rivalries is going to get nixed. Who do you think or what do you think ends up happening as far as going forward? Do you think some of these games maybe don't end up happening that everybody thinks should happen each and every year? Well, I would certainly love, not that I anticipate this happening, but I would love after Nick Saban threw a big wrench into this nine-game model, if Greg Sankey comes aboard and says, well, guess what, Alabama, you get Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, A&M, Tennessee, on and on. I mean, that that would that's what I'm rooting for. But we all know Alabama; they kind of run the league, so that's not going to be happening. I can guarantee you that. Um, I, I think who gets kind of screwed out of this deal? It's going to be Auburn. It always it's always Auburn because they got to catch Alabama and Georgia, and then you know I'll, I'll be interested to see how the rest of that shakes out. But they are one of these that is cut into the upper half, even though they are. You know, for being honest, they're not an upper-tier SEC team right now, but they have been the last 10 years. So I think they're going to catch some heat or uh, some a tough break, so to speak, from the SEC schedule. I think that's the one to keep your eye on Auburn. I think Auburn's going to be really upset on Wednesday night. If it is one permanent opponent, you think for Texas OU, since they're coming in together, is it more likely Texas and OU or maybe Texas, Texas A&M? No, it would be Texas and Oklahoma for sure, um, which is another reason I support the nine-game model because what in the world's the point of having Texas and Texas A&M in the same conference if they're not going to play annually? That's just that's the height of stu- stupidity, if you ask me. Yeah, and I think also because they used to play the day after Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving weekend every year, and A&M's always played mm-hmm. LSU, so if they bring that game back, I guess you're going to have maybe Oklahoma play LSU at the end of the year because it doesn't seem like they're going to have Bedlam still going on. I it's just that's what's going to be fascinating going forward too is the end of season rivalry games and uh, maybe uh, something being changed there different. We know Arkansas is getting Missouri and that sucks, but hey, it is what it is. But you know, I, I'm wondering how that's going to work out, or maybe is it going to be LSU Oklahoma playing each other on Thanksgiving weekend? Well, the sad thing is, John, we can't get any of this resolved until we know how many conference games they're going to play. And they just keep kicking that can down the road. Uh, I mean, I heard someone joke they may even delay this uh, Wednesday schedule release because that's just what they've, they've been doing. They just delay, delay, delay. It's a lightning delay. But, uh, it's another lightning delay that they have to have going on. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, I mean, I wish I had an answer for you, but until we know how many games they're actually going to be playing, they can't, they can't possibly figure out you know, the rivalry weekends and, and the annual rivals and things of that nature until we know if it's eight or nine. And some of these teams have out-of-conference rivals for that weekend. South Carolina, Clemson, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville. So there's uh, that aspect to think about also. Right, and some of those teams, Kentucky specifically, they do not want to play ten Power Five opponents. And Hey, I don't blame them because they're, they've kind of built their program up under Mark Stoops and credit him because, I mean, Kentucky was awful 10 years ago. Now they're solid, you know. Uh, they've won 10 games two out of the last five years, so credit to them. But they are doing it largely by playing a, a joke of a non-conference and playing an e-schedule. So teams like that, they are just, they're just not wanting to play 10 power five games, and I get it. So what's the incentive for them to have to play nine plus Louisville, who finally has hired a coach again to where they may be formidable in that state? But I, I think that's part of the, the reason we're kind of held up at uh, at an eight-game SEC schedule as well. Yeah, I don't know really what the end game is going to be with this whole thing. It, it seems like they're trying to figure out. Maybe they already have it figured out, but like you said, they're just waiting until uh, the last minute to try to make a big production out of it too. It's just... Uh, there's going to be people that are unhappy. There's going to be people that are, are, are going to be complaining. It just makes me wonder how much pressure are these complaining coaches or ADs or certain schools going to provide. Because, you know, you think about Texas has kind of been used to running things in Big 12 country. You know, that's kind of what they do. But when they get to the SEC, those offices are still in Alabama. 
You know, so it makes me wonder, are they going to throw fits if they don't get their way on certain things? So that's what's going to be the interesting dynamic of, it's already pretty egotistical in the SEC. You're going to have two more larger egos part of this conference that may try to have some influence go certain ways, too. Yeah, I can almost guarantee it. It doesn't matter what we get revealed on Wednesday night, John. Texas is going to find a way to complain about something. So uh, I'm prepared for that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Well, hey, Mike, we appreciate you coming on with us as always, man. It's going to be exciting, I'll say, tomorrow when uh, the schedule does get officially released, and I'm sure everybody will be okay with it and there will be no problems at all. But uh, before we know it, we'll have SEC Media Days here, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun in mid-July. So we're just keeping it moving. But, hey, we appreciate you coming on with us, man, and enjoyed it. And uh, have a great rest of your summer, man. We'll be catching up with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'd appreciate it. Again, that was Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. Join us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, and we did not bring up Tennessee baseball with him this time around. We only did it last time. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to do that again. So, uh, But, no, that's that's something that people don't realize. Yeah, tomorrow, the 2024 schedule gets released, and uh, I'm sure Arkansas will not get screwed in it. <laughs> I'm sure not. I'm sure everybody will have fun with it, too. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like. Because if it's Texas, o- uh, Ole Miss, and Missouri, I'm fine with that, but are they going to get Georgia? We'll probably play Georgia on the road. Yeah. Who else? Go yeah. back to the swamp. Probably again. at Tennessee. You yeah. Know, just all, all get to go to Neyland. <laughs> just all road games. Won't the play rest Vanderbilt of the way. for ten more years. Yeah. Yeah. Never get Vanderbilt. Don't get. Uh, of course, there's not any like easy opponents, but no, there are some that us, are right? some that are better than others. But <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm sure it'll all go really according to plan. But we appreciate Mike Bratton joining us. We're up against it. We're going to take a break. Come back with more out of bounds on Trigger Tuesday. So stay with us. already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. This is SportsCenter. The Denver Nuggets won their first NBA title last night, beating the Miami Heat 94-89 in a game where offense was hard to come by. Nikola Jokic had 28 points, 16 rebounds, and 4 assists on 12-16 from the field. He was named Finals MVP. He averaged 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists on 58% from the field and 42% from 3 in the Finals. He also became the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. At the age of 28, he's a two-time MVP, a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA NBA second team, an NBA champion, and an NBA Finals MVP. Next up for the NBA is the draft, which is a week from Thursday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. At Big O Tires, we've got the latest technology to keep your vehicle running better than ever. I mean, don't call yourself a tire store if you can't do alignments. You extend the life of your tires by keeping them properly aligned. And at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, we offer complimentary alignment checks. Brakes? Yep, we do that too. And just ask for your free shuttle service so you don't have to sit around and wait. And you thought we just did tires. Tires, service, and straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot. We see some patients who come in and they have been in just so much pain for so long that they are just deflated. But that's about to change because QC Kinetics provides hope for relief using all new regenerative treatments that concentrate your body's own healing properties into aching hips, back, shoulders, and knees. And Dr. Suckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics, loves watching the patient transformations. One of the most amazing things is when I get to see a patient who, after a few months of our treatments, is just a completely different person. They are smiling and happy and the weight of the world is off their shoulders because we were able to take away their pain. And that's with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. It's just amazing to be able to change people's lives like that. It's very gratifying. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. 
222-8440. Get a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around Central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. $10,000 off MSRP on new Ram 1500. And we've got up to $7,000 off new Jeep Gladiator Sport. Up to $5,000 off MSRP on new Jeep Wrangler. We have huge discounts, big selection. We're going to give you the most for your trade. So make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com during the 4th of July sales event. Mosquito Joe has been making outside fun again for Arkansans over 10 years now. People still ask us, do you just do mosquitoes? Why don't you do termites or other bugs? The answer's quite simple. We're not a jack of all trades. We want to be the best mosquito control service, period. You want to keep bugs out of your house? Call an exterminator. You want a nice looking lawn? Call a lawn care service. You want expert mosquito control? Call Mosquito Joe. Mention you heard us on the buzz for a special discount. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at Hogs Meat Meatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him yeah, being number four. Number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at right this guy. the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 1037 The Buzz. Trigger Tuesday, but one thing that's never going to be triggering us here on Out of Bounds is Guatney Chevrolet because they are deploying their Deal Team 6 for the month of June, and this time they've armed themselves with a virtual arsenal of rebates, discounts, and finance offers on new models in stock, up to $7,500 off of Silverado's in stock with 2009 or newer trade-in. Get $2,000 off in stock 2023 Equinoxes. That's brand new. 2023. You know, that's this year. So new. Plus rates on everything in stock as low as 6.99%. And those Silverados, those are beautiful. I got myself a Chevy Silverado over from Guatney Chevrolet. You can't go wrong with it. They got 5.9% financing for 72 months on those Silverados. And also, of course, can't forget the pre-owned vehicles. Good enough for mom, which means they are the best of the best in great shape, and they won't let you down. And they got plenty of inventory on all of these vehicles. So just check it out for yourself with Guatney Chevrolet when you go over to their location in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. They're the number one Arkansas Chevy dealer in all the land. And you can also check them out online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. But if you're buying a vehicle, you got to see it in person. you got to check it out. The sales staff over there will be glad to help you out and get you going in a new vehicle that you want and that you can afford. So check them out today at 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, still got Trent Daniel here in studio with us as well. We had Michael Bratton join us in the previous segment. And I uh, had a few things to, to clean up here on our uh, Asher Wrecker Life fan feedback. Feral Hog says, why does Missouri, as an permanent opponent, suck? Missouri is very beatable year in and year out, even though they have Arkansas's number. But I would love to hear Hog fans quit pissing and moaning about Missouri and embrace a team that we could spank every freaking year. It's because Arkansas hasn't beaten them consistently enough. That's why. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel good about it. But also... It's just not, you know, when, when you go from having LSU in that game every year to going to Missouri, it, it's just, you know, you get to step down in the way. It, it's like people remember the Battle of the Golden Boot games, you know, the Miracle on Markham, part one, part two, 
Uh, remember the uh, game to go to the Sugar Bowl in 2010 and down here in Little Rock and you know the excitement surrounding that. So I don't necessarily th- I think part of it is just because it is Missouri, but I think also it's just you got used to playing one of the premier programs yeah. in the country at the end of the year, and it was kind of a thing that you always got up for. When everybody else was having their rivalry week, you know, you had a you had a big time team to go up against too that was always in the hunt for an SEC title or even a national championship in most cases too. Sarah Hogg to the point though, LSU game isn't coming back. It doesn't look like nope. it'll be a thing for any time, any time in the near future. So yeah, you're right. Embrace the Missouri game because that's what it is and it's not gonna change. Nope. And I don't know. We need to because they're whipping us around in football, and I'm sick of that. So. Yeah. And you just mean to put them at a different time of the year, you know, and yeah. instead of being that year. And may- maybe it'll change it up just for the freshness sake. But no, that. But, but those comments will start all over again. Whoever you put at the end of the mm-hmm. year, it's going to be catered towards that team. Yeah. It's it, listen. It, they're going to have A and M and Texas playing the week Thanksgiving weekend, and they're going to have LSU and Oklahoma playing that Thanksgiving weekend because everybody's everybody else has got their like set opponents. Like even if they're not in conference. Clemson, South Carolina is going to keep playing each other. Uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Florida, Florida State, George, George Tech. Like those are going to keep going. The Iron Bowl, Missouri Bowl. is a border state, also, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah, I know. I mean, listen, I I don't like it in the way of I wish. Like, uh, let me put it this way: I'd rather have LSU at the end of the year. But it, since it's Missouri, it's like, hey, it is what it is. You got you got to beat them. <laughs> like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If I, I wonder if people actually, I don't wonder. I know if people had it reversed to where it was about Arkansas beating Missouri the way that Missouri's beaten Arkansas, probably people wouldn't care as much about it. But losing that game, I think they've only won it, what, twice? I think maybe. And never won it at Missouri. Yeah. God, well, they, they should have, you know, a couple times. That that one, what was it? They were up 24-7? <laughs> yeah. Was that? Was it? Uh, that was their first SEC win of the year, too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Eric Beisel, was that his name? Yeah, yeah. The linebacker from Missouri was, like, talking all that trash, and everyone's like, oh, this guy. He's about being in for an awakening. Yep, yeah, they he were. backed it up. Uh-huh. And the team backed it up. Yeah. Didn't even make a bowl game, but uh, yeah, they, they were finding some way to, to win that game. But that's what it comes down to, is you're going to play Missouri, you're stuck with Missouri, you're just going to have to embrace it, and you've got to start to yep. start making it work. So, uh, Also, let's see, you had a few people that were uh, tweeting at us as well. said, uh, guys, I uh, love the ba- – this comes from – who's this? Uh, this comes from Football Guy. Very unique. He says, guys have been loving the baseball talk, too, but also the football talk as well. I'm excited for Razorback football. I actually believe it's going to be a nine-win season for the Razorbacks, and I'm not talking including the bowl game. I'm saying there's a possibility of ten wins for Arkansas this year. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) Love the optimism. Kool-Aid being drank very early going here uh, as far as the the mid-July that we're in, too, as well. I will say I'm optimistic, too. I thought there were some changes that clearly had to be made, and the fact that Sam did do that made – makes me feel better going into this year and obviously if there were culture issues that's always going to be a massive problem for any sport and any program you know so i am optimistic about this year i'm not going to call out wins but yeah i do feel good yeah and sometimes you always need kind of just to change your pace and, yeah. and, and get it in there which you know in football you have so many different coaches and so many more players but you know when we, we've talked about baseball too it's you know you got uh coaches that stick around coaches that don't necessarily leave all the time but sometimes when they do it can be a blessing in disguise for both parties, you know, just to kind of move on and do your own thing. And because, uh, yeah, like you said, culture is important. I just couldn't imagine, you know, it's hard having a team with a good culture as it is. But, you know, in basketball, you got what, 13, 15 guys with walk ons. And in baseball, you got, you know, how many, 30 guys, yeah, something 30 like that. Plus, 30 yeah. plus. Yeah. Football, you got 105. Yeah. 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 Or whatever it is. And so trying to keep all of that together into the mix is uh yeah that's that's got to be a tough thing to to try to to work through especially building that culture thing yeah and, and well, all you, that. you definitely can't have staff undermining the head guy like you hear was going on up there and clearly that was a problem mm-hmm. he was fired immediately so those things can't happen it, de- it definitely starts i think even with baseball strength and co i mean strength and conditioning guys are they're with the team the most and you know you're all together and you do stuff to to build up the teamwork and chemistry and and the off season and all that leading into the end of the year. So, I mean, those things are important, man. And 
you can't be undermining a head coach. Yeah, how does the strength and conditioning things work? As far as I know in football and how it works, but also just in the baseball side, is it the same setup? Like you're around them more than anybody. Yeah. You're you're like you have to have a good relationship with them more than anybody. Yeah, I mean that? you're you're working out. I mean that's who's leading your workouts. You're there. You know, it's different for us. We play in the spring. Baseball say us, but baseball guys, you're playing in the spring, so the fall you do get that chance to build stuff together, and you have the early early Friday workouts as it you know for team stuff, and but that's what they're doing over the summer right now and all that. So um, it it is crucial, but yeah, strength and conditioning, man. You're you're with all the guys. You know, you get out on the field, you start splitting up and all that. But that strength guy's with everybody all the time. You know, for workouts and this and that, and and it is important that they're you know working together with the head coach really good. Coach Pittman talking up the current team. There were some former members of the staff that took offense to that because he's saying. He feels better about where they are now as a staff with the players, the team all together. And there were people that felt like they stayed loyal. They pursued other opportunities. But they took offense to that to say that it was almost like they felt like they were being slighted to say that yeah. this team is better now without them. Yeah, that's odd because I don't know what Sam is supposed to say. Yeah. You know, I don't really know what he's supposed to say there. I know he appreciates – of course he appreciates all the guys. That, you know, I, was it sure that – yeah, Michael Scherr, the linebacker and coach. And I liked yeah. him, too, a lot. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can read into it like that. I don't know. Is Sam supposed to just not feel good about assistance he just hired, too? You know, I, I don't know how I feel about all that. Always about talking up the yeah. current yeah. team that's in place. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, how many rec- has anybody ever come out and talked about a recruiting class for that year saying that, you know what, this isn't good enough for us? Like, it's, no, we didn't. Yeah. No, they say we got the guys that we need and we got the guys right. that wanted to be here and all. It's, it's, it's going to be that way, too. The only reason that I maybe. Like, well, maybe I've looked too much into it, but with those Michael Schur comments is there must have been maybe some sort of, like, stigma or maybe some sort of, like, previous thing to make him believe that that's what Pittman was, was actually referring to. Like, maybe they had some sort of, you know, uh, disagreement or, like, verbal altercation, something to get him to the point to where he felt like Sam Pittman was taking a shot at him instead of looking at it in the lens of, hey, you know, this, this you know, we, we had a, like, I know that's not what he's meaning because I know him and I know he wouldn't say that. Yeah. So felt like maybe there was some sort of rift there yeah, before that happened. It definitely is odd, but I was, I expect him to go with Odom when he, you know, they they were to get, you know, they're, oh, yeah. did, didn't he play for Barry too, I think, at I think one so, point? I think so, Missouri, yeah. So I, I expected him to go, you know, leave too. I, I liked him. I was kind of hoping he would stay around, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't speak for any of those guys. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what Sam... I don't know what he's supposed to say in that spot. Of course, he, you know, yeah, I like the assistance I got. I just picked on myself, and, (laughs) you know, we're trying to move on. Like, we appreciate what you guys did, but, you know, it's a new chapter now. we got all new assistants everywhere. Yeah. Now they're hanging out at UNLV and ending up in Vegas and everything, too. So, uh, which I feel like that's kind of a – I mean, I'm not really going to turn a powerhouse. I don't think so. But the way Vegas has been growing, especially in the sports side of things, I know they got pro sports coming there and everything. That might be a place that you know, even the next 10, 15 years is a football or basketball program, which I know they had a lot of basketball success in the early 90s and all that. Could be a, a sleeping giant type of thing to where, you know, recruits and stuff coming in there. Like, hey, come to Vegas. You know, yeah. you can hang out in Vegas. And get them there. Can't get them to leave. They don't want to leave. Yeah. They don't want to go anywhere. Well, I mean, they. I think they're off to a good start if that's the case with Barry. I mean, I think he's a good coach and, you know, good defensive mind and stuff. And, you know, he, he had Mizzou in a good spot. I, I think a lot of I, – I actually know a couple guys that are Mizzou fans and – they had wished he was back after he was gone and stuff. So, you know, that's a good place to start for UNLV if they're mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, do that. Still pretty funny that they uh, hired Petrino originally as their OC. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. I forgot about it almost. Yeah, he was there for, what, two weeks, I think, <laughs> something like that. that. And then uh, <laughs> A&M's like, actually, we're going to pay you, like, you know, 12 <laughs> times more to come down here, too. And so. the talk about A&M was before he even took the UNLV job. Yeah. So that's why I was a surprise at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was something that was funny because just, you know, imagining Petrino in Vegas is just a funny thing, you know. And I think a lot of people made some jokes about that as well. But still, uh, they might be in good shape, though. They might be able to, to turn some things around and get it going, but because uh, I guess uh, Bryles is now at TCU, right? Yes. So, I mean. TCU is having success in all sports. Uh-huh. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, you know, them in Tennessee, I guess, yeah, got TCU, it all going. Tennessee have, have had a great year. Sickening. And Arkansas, uh, you know, and not, we don't need to get into it, but still, it's just really <laughs> annoying. But either way, uh, man, we flew by fast. We got the final segment of Out of Bounds. It's three and out, and it's coming up next, so stay with us.
When guys buy an engagement ring, we are getting engaged. But when girls get the engagement ring, they're getting married. So if you recently got engaged, then it's time for wedding bands. At Jones & Son, we have just the thing for you. Wedding band weekends, each weekend in June. Save up to $2,000 off select styles and wedding bands for both women and men. Jones & Son has hundreds of wedding bands to choose from. And even if you didn't buy your engagement ring from us, I'm sure we can match your ring and save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. Check out Wedding Band Weekends all June, only at Jones & Son Fine Jewelry. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But, sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Serta Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Serta Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Hey, Laura Beth, I love that Kaufman by Design and West has what it takes to make a big holiday weekend even bigger and better. Yeah, David, we at Kaufman proudly support our active military, first responders, and veterans, and we want to make these holiday weekends super special. You can chill and grill with our large selection of Pelican coolers or even the big green egg grills that range from size small to extra large. We can provide the home items that you need to make it a great holiday to remember. If you want to have a great holiday, check out Kaufman by Design and West on Highway 10 right past Taylor Loop Road or check them out online at KaufmanLumber.com. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 1037 The Buzz. Timoth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Do you need rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. 
All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into before we close up shop here on Out of Bounds. And uh, first off, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Madison Mallards uh, minor league baseball team, which, uh, of course, they're in Madison. And I don't really know how to take this other than just to say it straight up, but they are offering uh, a 67 ounce beer. Like, like you can buy it at concessions, and sixty-seven wow. ounces. Uh, they call it the Duck Boot. It's at the Duck Pond, is what they call uh, their ballpark. And it's a, oh, it's a collegiate summer league baseball game. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it's not a minor league. It's collegiate summer league baseball. But they showed a video of it, and it is actually pretty incredible because, as you would imagine, it looks like a big boot, but it's sixty-seven ounces of beer. Uh, don't know the cost of it though. That's the thing. I'm not sure where it's out. But uh, somebody said, why don't you just make this two more ounces and make it go viral? And they said, uh, good tip. We will uh, we'll try it out someday. But anyways, if you go to the Madison uh, Mallard, you can get you a Dos Duck boot of beer, which is 67 ounces. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger beer at any other ballpark this year, too. Rod Woodson, he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer. He was a coach in the XFL this past season with the Vegas Vipers. Vegas Vipers went 2-8, and eight, finished last in the North Division. So, Vegas and Rod Woodson, they've decided to mutually part ways. He says, after speaking with my family and members of football operations, we decided it was in our interest to step away, and uh, we mutually agreed upon that. I would like to thank everyone at the league and wish continued success to the Vipers in our season two. So we talked about uh, a few events that happen and crazy stories that happen when it comes to the oceans and the gulfs and, and all that, which it's beach season right now. Uh, but there was a viral video going on down in Destin, which I get to go to here in a couple of weeks. Can't wait. Because there was a bear swimming in the ocean. Or in the gulf, I should say. An actual bear. According to New York Post, uh, they said that they were treating to the uh, jaw-dropping side of a black bear cub. So it was just a cub. I guess that's okay. Uh, they said they lit up with videos, and it was all over social ma- media. People were screaming, there's a bear over there. And then they said that uh, they just didn't know really how to take it. Nobody knows where it came from, why it's out there, because it's not like an area where bears are you know, known to be roaming around the beach. But just for all of you that are going to be going out there to Florida, not only do you have to worry about sharks, but apparently you have to worry about bears if you're going to be out there on the beach in Destin. LeBron, speaking of Valley Sports, he cleared the air about why he's never done the NBA dunk contest at the all-star game he says it's not a goal of mine i never saw coming to the nba and being a part of the dunk contest making an all-star team being league mvp winning defensive player of the year winning nba championships those were some goals of mine nba dunk contest never was a goal so it wasn't something i had too much of a passion for yeah, but you can't also do what LeBron did and say you're going to be in it the next year like he did on TNT or whatever and then not be in it. Like that that's I think that's where if he had said it from the get-go or never agreed to it, that's one thing, but that's something I'll always remember. I was like, "Man, he got everybody hyped up. He's like, you can go ahead and, you know, pin me in. I'm going to be on the dunk contest next year and it just never happened." Yeah, and once it didn't happen that one year, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. as the years went on. Yeah. Well, dunk contest still had some pretty great dunkers even without LeBron James. So, uh, but it's is a week of retirement, as some would say. Pat Sajak officially announced on social media that this season of Will and Fortune will be his last. He tweeted out saying, The time has come. I've decided that on our 40, 41st season, which is ridiculous to think, Legend. Uh, having a job like that, he says, which begins in September, it will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride, and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. If nothing else, I'll, it'll keep the clickbait sites busy. So having some fun at that. But 41 years... Being on Wheel of Fortune every single, and it's a daily deal. Like, I just couldn't imagine having that, doing that, but I'm sure the paycheck he got each and every month was probably pretty nice and helped him do it. But, anyways, a legend, I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to do like what Bob Barker, like, you know, they replace him with Drew Carey? I'm sure there'll be somebody. Um, and it didn't say about Vanna White. Does she keep going? You know, just. <laughs> Just, I, I the think they're going to be done together. Yeah, they have yeah. to be. Like, that, yeah. that, like name a more iconic duo, right? But <laughs> it's like, like it, it's just crazy. So I don't know what they're going to do or who's going to be the next one. But Pat Sajak officially calling it quits after 41 years. Ben Simmons posted a Photoshop pic of him where he looks really jacked. And so it was a viral pic, and a lot of people that commented on it, they said, well, he's putting the work in in the gym by his body but is he actually putting the work in in the gym is he putting up shots is he getting 
that part of his game together that, you know, is only going to increase him as a player. But he did admit that the, the pick was photoshopped. So it wasn't actually him looking like that. So did he, did he like, play it off that it wasn't Photoshop in the caption or anything? Or did he just... Nah, nah. he just admitted. Yeah, nah. yeah, it's Photoshop. I mean, uh, if somebody could make a Photoshop of me looking jacked, I'd probably post it, too, just for the sake of variety. But no, I, I can't do that. Uh, so this is a crazy story up in Philadelphia. According to uh, the local ABC affiliate up there, a cannon was stolen from historic Fort Mifflin sometime in early June, and the Philadelphia police are investigating. The 300-pound replica signal cannon was taken from the spot on the wall surrounding the fort in South Philadelphia. The cannon does not work, or the cannon does work, and it is potentially dangerous. Surveillance video didn't capture the theft. You know, things get stolen all the time. You should never steal anything. There's, there's a reason why you shouldn't steal anything. It goes all the way to the beginning of time. Never do those things. But how I'd love to see video or see how this happened with someone stole a 300-pound cannon. Like, how do you do that? What do you do that? Why are you doing that? The amount of work, how many, it's, it can't be a one-guy crew. It has to be a lot more. Uh, don't really know, but I just, again, there's a lot of questions I have when there's surrounding thefts of any type, but a 300-pound cannon, that seems to be a little bit uh, over the top. There's a fascination when we see athletes playing other sports, and the latest, Usain Bolt, he's retired from track, but... He still he has a passion for soccer. That's one of the sports that he enjoys playing. And uh, he scored a goal in soccer aid that benefited UNICEF. So there was a lot of reaction to that. And it was a charity game that had many celebrities and athletes from different sports. Tommy Fury was one of his teammates. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this baby Gronk thing. It's, uh, it's like this viral video thing of this kid that's supposed to be like baby Gronk. And he's like very confident and he, you know he's a, he's a football player and what I, but anyways there's a viral video going around when he joined the bring the juice podcast and he's with his dad and his dad was feeding him all the answers to say to make it and it just is a bad look because it makes his dad look like he's just there for you know the attention to bring to his kid it's kind of a sad deal but uh baby gronk also was trying to get on a bunch of podcasts or i should say his dad was but just any of those things to where it's like don't don't support that type of thing because it looks really bad and that kid's probably already been through enough but uh, yeah, Baby Gronk, I never understood it, don't get it, and probably not going to watch anything that he's in either. Billie Eilish had an Instagram post recently which fans caught a glimpse of something that she said would never be seen. So the day after she racked up at the Grammys in 2020, she revealed that she had a chest tat. She had her name tatted on her chest, and she said at the time that fans would never see it, but she posted a bikini pic. And fans were able to see the tat, and they were going crazy over it. Where a lot on, of comments. Where on her chest? Like upper, it's, lower? Yeah, uh, yeah, upper chest. Upper chest <laughs> there. Let's stay, stay, stick with that. Upper chest. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Well, we just got about to 30 seconds. Well, Trent, man, hey, we appreciate you coming in and talking baseball with us this baseball season. Obviously, yeah, we wish you it was know. still going on, but we, we really appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me and the uh, Moorhead Brothers at Lift Truck Services. I appreciate the sponsorship, and, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, hopefully uh, we get you back here again. Make it, make it work and have some more fun to talk about uh, here very soon when it comes to all things baseball. But for Trent Daniel and Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. you got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz.